0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Becoming Less, an Edmontonian journey to
1: less waste, less impact, less consumption, and less clutter. Becoming Less is brought to you by Waste Free Edmonton, and together we're dedicated to waste reduction efforts, big and small. I'm Biz. I'm Emily. And today we're going to talk about minimalism in our new pop-up studio. (laughs) It really is a pop-up studio.
0: I apologize for all the echoey sound quality i'm very new to this and i am being guided by a great and talented musician friend (laughs) we have set up a tent
1: and we are a literal tent we're playing fort today to see if it helps (laughs) with the sound quality and the echoing so this is fun yeah it is actually quite fun that there's a tent set up in my living room
0: and you know on,
1: on the note of minimalism we don't need a big fancy studio because we already have a tent. Yeah, we have a tent and a blanket, and right. that's all you need. That's all we hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this episode turns out and how right. it sounds. So hopefully the sound quality is a little bit better this time, but we'll see. Anyway, minimalism. And this is a topic that you're super passionate. Oh,
0: about. Oh, I love minimalism so much. It, I truly believe that minimalism is like the key to happiness.
1: Okay, is that so too bold of a statement? <laughs> Okay, so I will just say right off the bat, I don't uh, necessarily always see myself as a minimalist. But when I was doing research, I guess for this podcast, I was kind of like, "Oh, okay, no." Like, I guess in some definitions, I would be considered that. But there's a lot of um, a lot of variability. So, with but that yeah. being said, what what is minimalism? I mean, Biz? Min- minimalism is different things to different people and
0: there are different levels and it is your version of minimalism because I I truly think that minimalism is something that everyone can achieve and it will look differently for every person. Basically what it is, is trying to live your best life with the smallest amount possible. And it's been proven that less equals reduction in stress less stuff, less stuff in your schedule, less clutter, less hats to wear. It doesn't just apply to stuff. It applies to your time and your to-do list and your responsibilities and how many directions you are scattered. I apply this, I mean, I, I don't do it perfectly by any means, but I apply it to all aspects of my life. And I have truly found that the, when I have the least amount of stuff physically, the least amount of stuff going on, is when I'm the happiest.
1: Is, yeah, okay. That mm-hmm. Which is really interesting because I would say, yeah, that, that that is very difficult for a lot of people, especially in today's society and with expectations and, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff going on. But, yeah, maybe if you could just tell our listeners why... Some things that you've done to be minimalistic in your life. Okay, there's minimalism in a design context, which is not what we're
0: talking about.
1: (laughs) Right, that's like like interior design is what you're talking about, right? Like a certain style.
0: (laughs) If you Google minimalism, most likely you're going to see a very white room with no chairs and a plant.
1: Yeah, which is like a type of art, like a style of art, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just a style of, of. That's not what we're talking about. Lifestyle Although, design. Yeah, I mean
0: it, it's it kind applies. of interconnected, and it is interconnected in the fact that what is the minimal amount of stuff you need in your room to make it look comfortable or homey or functional, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, okay, but that's not really what we're, we're talking about. It in more of a conceptual manner. What I mean by the least amount possible is so that everything that you do have in your life adds value. Mm -hmm. And value to you, not value to someone externally. So a lot of times we take things on or we take things because it means something to somebody else. I have found it very comforting and relieving and just cathartic to let that stuff go. Right.
1: Okay, and so I had thought of minimalism... Um, before and kind of before talking to you a little bit more and like I said I hadn't considered myself a minimalist because my idea or the idea that I had painted in my head of minimalism was basically like people who are like I own 25 things (laughs) and that's all I have and that's all I need and when I get something new I just get rid of like something that I already have I think that this kind of came to be popular. Similar to like tiny homes and people trying to declutter their lives with the stuff that they had. And so I had, I had, I had thought of it in a different light than you had of it more about being about stuff, which it is, but it's also about like other aspects of your life. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that that's super interesting. So for me personally, I am someone who I am totally guilty of kind of doing everything Um, And like, I'm totally a yes person. I have a really hard time saying no. I would also say that I'm like most productive when I'm really busy. And that is not minimalistic. (laughs) And there's been times in my life where I've been like really, you know, stressed out or whatever, because I have a lot going on. Um, But I think it's really refreshing to look at people who are kind of trying to get away and get outside of that stress of society's expectations or whatever for you and refocus on like actually what's important to you
0: Uh, the face mask thing from last week was actually a good example of this because like i i was quite happy to say yes to helping one friend when it came to making a mask but after making the mask for like three or four different people it was no longer bringing any value to me it wasn't i don't want to say fun for me i guess i didn't feel like I felt like it was taking more from my cup than it was adding to someone else's. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, okay, this is no longer adding value to my life. I'm no longer making masks for people. Yeah. So now then after that, anytime somebody asks me, consciously say no, that's right. It's like, no, this is not something that I want in my life. So I'm saying no to everybody.
1: Okay. And how do people take that? Like, Not that you're like, nope, see you later. Like, (laughs) you know, I I just find that like, I'm such a, uh, like, I'm such a people pleaser, I guess. So I feel like I have people kind of constantly asking me to do things. And not that that's necessarily even a bad thing, but sometimes I'm like, I just don't want to do that. You know, I would say that there's different levels that I, I came to with that. Yeah, There's the people that are sort of like
0: acquaintances that were probably the ones that wouldn't okay. let it go. Mm-hmm. And I had the least amount of trouble saying no to those <laughs> that, people. I mean, that makes <laughs> sense. It's like, yeah. no, no. <laughs> but yeah. the people that, that, that were closest to me are the ones that were like, no, I get it. Totally understand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then there were other people who wouldn't even ask because they don't want to impose. Yeah. And then there were people who... I saw having trouble finding something and or inspired me to do something specific. And that's when it did add value. Whereas like I can contribute. It is something I'm offering Mm -hmm. and it is something that I can be creative with. And that's where it
1: added value. That's where I offered and said, yes. Right. Okay. So I want to ask you about this challenge that you did for August, this minimalistic challenge Mm -hmm. where, um, correct me if I'm wrong, you've like got rid of one thing on August 1st, two things on August second, three things on August 3rd, yep. like so on and so on and so on. Yeah. And I'm so curious about this because this is something I'm not gonna lie, I would never do. But <laughs> I think it's really cool. And I like look around my house and I'm like, there is just no way. <laughs> like I'm way too attached to these weird. Items that I don't necessarily need to be attached to. But I would like to hear about your experience with okay. it. Okay. So and it's... It's... it's. Well, we're recording on the 19th. So you had to get rid of 19 things.
0: Well... I kind of went a little bit crazy last weekend and got rid of two garbage bags full of stuff.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: I kind of feel like I met my quota for the month already. Yeah, you're like, I did it. it." was just like, I couldn't stop. Like once it got, once it got to the point where I was, right. Like the first day and the second day, it was like two things, three things, whatever. Mm -hmm. Those, those were easy. It was when you actually had to kind of decide on a number of things. I got into this momentum and then it was like well i'm already doing it i might as well just keep going through everything mm-hmm. and i wound up just sitting on the floor for two hours and sorting through stuff and just like this and this
1: and this and this thing i'll gotta go out yeah and um, like see you later it is easy to when you're going through stuff like i recently just moved mm-hmm. and so it was really easy like i was going through kind of um you know, my storage room or whatever. And it was like, once you get on a roll, you're just like, see you later. I don't need this. Like, out the door.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, I kind of. feels good. Don't really, I I kind of stopped because at that point I was like, this is what I wanted. This was the goal in the first place was to free myself of a bunch of things that I knew weren't, Something again that added We're value. serving you. So yeah. this was all specific to my sewing room. This that I applied this game this
1: time. Oh, okay. So yeah. it was all everything in August that you got rid of was sewing stuff.
0: Yeah. So it was like it was mostly fabric.
1: Okay. Yeah, because you said that you're you have basically a room that's full of fabric.
0: It is. And Not okay, anymore. So this Not is, anymore. This is the thing. Is. When we talk about minimalism, that doesn't mean you don't have anything. It doesn't mean you don't own stuff, which was my
1: misconception,
0: right? So when it comes to my sewing room, my sewing room is like a sanctuary and I love scrap sewing. So I like sewing with other people's leftovers. A, because I find it more challenging. B, because I, got, I have to be creative. And C, because I like using up what may have otherwise been garbage. The problem with scrap quilting is in order to make it effective, you need a lot of options. Mm -hmm. So I have one wall, which is basically just one entire shelving unit with an organized array of bins full of fabric. I have a lot of fabric and other little bits and pieces of things to go through. I have a
1: lot of it, but it's all stuff that... Sure, we'll go the there. Do, the spark's you... joy. <laughs> <laughs> it Spark's joy. Yeah, cuz you like Marie Kondo methoded a lot of this. Well, right? I just or, I love or you kind of took that approach.
0: Yeah. Similarly. So I haven't I have read Marie Kondo's books and I have watched her show and I love Sounds like you're a fan. I am a fangirl. (laughs) I haven't actually done the entire method, start to finish, the way that she describes it. Kind of because I already practice minimalism regularly. Mm -hmm. But I love the way she, she, how she explains minimalism. Because that's what she's doing. And she's saying, only keep the stuff that brings you joy. Only keep the stuff that adds value. Now, right. She's very specifically stuff. Right? Yeah. Whereas this can be applied elsewhere. And when it comes to stuff, like, and that's what the game was, this is all decluttering. Marie Kondo, the 30 day minimalism game, those are decluttering, those are stuff related minimalism.
1: But yeah, so you said that you'd also done this, like, within your life as well. Right. So. Mm-hmm with like activities, hobbies, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, what
0: do you mean by that? I've always been kind of a creative person. So if you haven't noticed by now, I'm a sewer. Yeah, if you guys haven't noticed,
1: <laughs> you should just listen to some other episodes
0: because well, yeah. I've basically <laughs> been spending this entire episode talking about my sewing room. Yeah. So, I would say in high school, I was I was an artist, so I was like a drawer and a crocheter. And then crocheting led to weaving, which led to spinning yarn, which
1: led to... <laughs> These are such unique hobbies. Like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I'm also a dog groomer by trade before my current job as a sewing machine technician. Wow. So Learning I could, a lot of new things about you today. I, <laughs> I couldn't shear a sheep, but I could shear a dog. And then I could take that dog
1: hair and spin it into yarn, which I've done, by the way. And, oh my goodness, I, like, went to the movies when I was in high school. (laughs) 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 I'm like, yeah, I... I (laughs) was too busy spinning yarns. Yeah, out of dog hair. (laughs) No, not in high school. That was later. This is super cool.
0: I, I had a giant floor loom, but it took up a lot of space. And so when I got into a smaller home and I didn't really have space for it, I had to make a decision. It's like I had... I could store it until eventually maybe one day I had space, I could get a smaller version of a loom. But weaving makes fabric. And what do you do with fabric? Right? So you can only make so many scarves, placemats,
1: table runners, you know, right? So in a true minimalistic fashion, you were like, I'm so, gonna skip the middleman. Right. So <laughs> I started
0: I started getting into sewing because I needed to do things with the fabric that I was weaving from the yarn that I was spinning.
1: <laughs> really? From the
0: ground up?
1: <laughs> so,
0: okay. Uh, and with grooming and crocheting, I kind of hurt my wrist. And so I had really bad tendonitis to the point where it, it was like incapacitatingly painful. So I gave up. It, it obviously like wasn't good for me. I
1: needed to stop. So I gave up crocheting. I gave up the loom. Okay, at what age, sorry, I shouldn't make fun of this, but at what age did you have to give up crocheting? 24? At 24, okay. It's the youngest person that has ever <laughs> given up crocheting, <laughs> ever. I'm a record holder! <laughs> Anyways, sorry. <laughs> Continue. Okay, I'm I'm sorry to make light of your hey, horrible this is injuries, half. <laughs> um, because that would be very unfortunate. This is how I bonded with my mom. We knit <laughs> and crochet on the couch. Mm, okay. <laughs> hey, I, I yeah, as someone who also learned how to knit, I think in like junior high, high school, um, and has crocheted. Like, it's a great hobby. You should everyone, everyone should do it. I don't know about weaving dog hair from. Well, you know If you're into that, that's very cool. I just think it would be a So
0: Okay, the story behind that Uh is when I was a groomer, we groomed this one dog throughout her whole life, and she was getting really old, and her hair was like nine inches long. Like, it was long and flowy. Oh, my goodness. And she was getting too old to handle the three to four-hour grooming time that it took to get through all her hair and make Uh sure she wasn't getting matted. She's getting too old for it. So we finally had to say to the owner... It's time to shave the hair off.
1: Yeah. For her own good. She's getting too
0: old for this crap. Uh-huh. And so, like, this was, like, this emotional... This beautiful doggo. yeah, moment for this woman. This is this turning point that her dog is now getting old, and that's something hard to take. But right. anyway, so she was kind of devastated but she agreed and she understood and so we shaved the dog and so we had all this long flowing dog hair so i spun it in yarn and i crocheted her a little dog toy and i gave it to so her nice. and so oh. she was like in tears <laughs> because she had this little version of her
1: dog that she could keep forever it's like a little like it's like beautiful but also like this is also a freshly a washed dog. Okay, good. <laughs> That's like also... <laughs> okay. I was actually really worried because I did this as a surprise. So I was really worried
0: I was going to give it to her and she was going to be like, ew. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, she clearly didn't do that. She didn't, this was very she, thoughtful. She thought know. it was very thoughtful yeah. and she was really happy to have this little momentum. Yeah. But um, that, was, that was the only time that I did that.
1: Okay, but that oh, those, was that was a sidebar. This is just that was very cool. I'm okay, that so
0: anyway, that. the whole point of this story was that I gave up crocheting, I gave up weaving, I gave up spinning. I got rid of my loom and my spinning wheel and my my other looms, and all of the yarns that went with that, mm-hmm. all of the hooks, all of all of the stuff that went along with it. I just let it go. Right, it went to other people. It went to guilds where they could distribute it amongst their crew or oh, okay. use it for like donations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I stuck with sewing yeah. because the sewing machine didn't hurt my wrist. It wasn't as wrist intensive and it was something that I felt I could kind of expand into. And I really liked the idea of quilting because mm-hmm. the whole point of quilting is that you're taking fabric scraps and turning it into something functional. Right. And that I loved. Yeah.
1: and that, that's, Okay, that's that super cool.
0: Is. that's... What kind of brought me to where I am now, where I'm fixing sewing machines, and
1: yeah, where you've kind of built this into your career. That's
0: right. Yeah. So I, I have
1: honed my
0: creative side down to one creative hobby, and that is sewing.
1: And you have a room for that, and that I have a room that specifically you specifically for that. Yes, that, that you did your August
0: challenge that on. I that I decluttered this month. And it is still... In That's super a, cool. There's, there's still some organizing to do, but it's, it's actually really organized. If you came into my sewing room, which you should do sometime, mm-hmm. come see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I do really want to see like, the sewing room. The, the bottom two-thirds of my shelving unit is all fabric. It's all sorted into either different pre-cut sizes of fabric that I have already mm-hmm. either cut into strips or squares or whatever. Right, it's ready to quilt. Or it's in... RTQ. Or it's in bins by color of fabric. My thread, because I have boxes and boxes of thread, they're all organized by this is variegated, and this is cottons, and this is polyesters, and this is embroidery thread. Right. And each one of those is like filtered into colors. So they're like the spectrum. So you can see all the reds are together, and the orange and the yellow. Right. Right. Gotcha. Like it is very organized. It seems probably kind of chaotic to anyone else. But you asked me to find anything in that room and I can find it.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay, yeah. No, that's very cool. Okay, so then, yeah, even with your, like, activities, I guess kind of focusing a little bit more on minimalism, right? Like, you focus your activities so that you don't have a whole bunch of different things going on.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, when it comes to fitness, Mm -hmm. I have really kind of honed down to the gym for whatever reason is my, I love weightlifting. Mm -hmm. It's my number one favorite fitness activity. Okay. Uh, And I reduce my use of the car as much as I can. So I bike all the time. Mm -hmm. I do like to go rock climbing as well. So Mm -hmm. I do have equipment for that. Other than that, like I don't have golf clubs in the closet that I never use.
1: Yeah. Okay. Like I do. Well, I have golf clubs. I do use them a lot. I do go golfing. Well,
0: this is different. Like if you use them,
1: I don't have tennis
0: rackets. I don't have, right. Like I don't have a bunch of sporting equipment that I use maybe once or twice Mm -hmm. a year because I I choose the things that, that work for me. And I try to focus on those things as much as I can, because those are the ones that bring me the most joy. Right.
1: With that. Okay. You mentioned something to me last week. It was like a saying that you kind of followed with a minimalist minimalism someone who practices minimalism something about if you can get it in 20 minutes under $20 mm. right okay. so so do you want to talk those a those bit about just that? in case items yeah that you keep in case you might need it yeah because I am like I was talking about this or we were talking about this earlier last week how I am someone who I am kind of the opposite like I if I think that I'm going to use something, I am going to keep it because if I foresee a use of something in the future, then I will usually keep it. This makes me sound like a hoarder, which I am not.
0: Yeah, your apartment (laughs) is a little
1: too sparse for you to be a hoarder, I think. But, um, But at the same time, I am someone who, you know, even in the kitchen, if I don't use a dish for like three months, I think I have a lot of activities, I guess, or things that I do that I do sparsely and then I don't spend a ton of time on but like for example canning canning is like one of the big ones that I can mm-hmm. think of I don't can like every week because that would be insane but I do <laughs> can and yeah I like make pickles and salsa and you know I do a lot of that stuff but that's like a once every like three months activity okay that I kind of keep on to so going back so yeah so I I was just gonna say for me I have like a I I do have a lot of stuff but everything that I have kind of has a purpose and going back and looking kind of at what minimalism is that is kind of what that means to me Mm -hmm. um but at the same time yeah I don't have like duplicates of a whole bunch of stuff right and um which is something that a lot of people do is they can't find something so they go buy
0: another one and then eventually they have like four of them people do that that's crazy that is a thing people do huh yeah i'm like i try to keep organized enough that i know where all my stuff is yeah and i try to make sure that the stuff that i do have is stuff that i tend to use Mm -hmm. but anyway going back to the rule you were asking me about oh yes yes so first of all that rule came directly from the minimalists so i'm not taking credit for that that is the minimalists you can go check them out i enjoy their podcast but they have a bunch of rules that was one of them and the one you're referring to was specifically for the just in case items okay yeah so The stuff that's, like, you don't generally use it, but eh, you might need
1: it someday. Mm, So you don't have, like, planned in the future you're going to use this. Right. Planned in the future is different. Maybe I'll wear this outfit one day when I do something. I think it's more like
0: like, you're not a smoker, but you have a lighter. What do you use a
1: lighter for if you're not a smoker? Yeah. Okay, but lighters are, like, very important. Well, Uh, I I use a (laughs) lighter on a regular basis, but I don't know. I just thought of it as, like, this thing that, what do you
0: use a lighter for? If you use one, like I use one that's in sewing true. because I burn the ends oh, of okay. polyester thread and webbing to melt yeah. them to, that's mainly what I use lighter for. Uh-huh. But if I didn't do that and I found a lighter in my house, I'd be like, what is this for? And then oh. I would apply that rule, which okay. was if you can buy it in under 20 minutes for under $20, just get rid of it because it's easy to go get another one. Yeah. You don't really need it. Yeah. Why You're are you hoarding that? you probably not going to use it. Why are you hoarding that? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a bunch of other rules, and one of the rules is the ninety-day rule. If you haven't used it in the last ninety days, and you're not going to use it in the next ninety days, you shouldn't have it.
1: I don't really like, I don't like this rule. Yeah, I don't like this rule. <laughs> this rule, I think, is especially oh, in Canada because I'm like, we well, just live in a, we don't live in a climate that's like realistic. And, and they do to have they that. do
0: say when they talk about this rule yeah. that they exclude seasonal things, so like Christmas mm. decorations, right? So if you're if it's April. You're not going to go, am I going to use the Santa hat in the next 30, <laughs> 90 days? Well, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Am I going to use my Christmas tree? If you have a reusable Christmas tree, uh,
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: right? You're not going to use that in July. You just aren't. Yeah. I kind of go with the once a year.
1: Okay. Okay. Right? Which I do. Like I have heard. And one thing that I do try and practice. And so I just... Um, I just moved three months ago, and then all of my clothes. When I was like putting them back in my closet, I did like the reverse hanger thing. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. so basically, um, for our listeners who don't know what it is, is you take all of your clothes and then you uh, like reverse hang them the opposite, so like way that away the opening
0: you. is facing you. Yeah. So you and then hook when you them. put it back, you hook them so that the opening is away
1: from you, and then you know whether you. Use yeah, you've used the the item, right? And so I did this, and I kind of try to do this somewhat often, like every few months. Um, and I definitely find that there are a few things that I don't use that often. Um, and basically, my idea was like, oh, by the next time I move, um, because me and my partner are planning on buying a house, hopefully, in the near f- future. I'm like, oh, by the next time I move, like, that'll be my cue to, like, get rid of a bunch of stuff because... Able to recognize that, yeah, that's fair, but let's let's talk about clothes for a second. We should talk about clothes, yes. So, uh, when it
0: comes to clothing, Mm -hmm. I am a little over OCD, I think, in my closet. I own about 85 pieces of clothing, including shoes, but excluding underwear. I feel like undergarments don't count, yeah, because that's like. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, if, if <laughs> you you need started, a lot of those. If you start counting your socks and underwear, then that just like triples the amount of clothes you have. Yeah. Doubles the amount of clothes you have, basically. Some people will tell you you need only so many items
1: mm-hmm. to be a
0: minimalist. I have about 85. I have different sections in my closet. So I have tank tops, mm-hmm. I have graphic t-shirts, I have long sleeve shirts. Long sleeve shirts I only use for work. And then I have
1: you have to do you have like a dress code for work that you have to wear something specific? No. But
0: I have discovered that when I dress more boyish, people take me more
1: seriously as a technician. Interesting. Also so... upsetting.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> so when I show up to work with my hair down in a pink flowy top, mm. everyone's like, Can I talk to the technician? I'm like, I am the technician. And they're like, what? (laughs) When I show up to the counter (sighs) with my hair tied back. A whole other issue. When I show up to the counter with my hair tied back in a graphic t-shirt and jeans, people will listen to what I have to say. Because you mean business. Like graphic tee. Because I don't look girly. I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other societal problem. As As like a woman in her twenties and a male that works in a male dominated fields. Uh, I will not get into this too much, but yes, I have also experienced that. Like if I show up somewhere with like my hair in a cute little bun and I'm wearing a dress and you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, people don't take me as seriously. But okay, anyways. (laughs) Anyway, so I do
0: have specific clothes that I wear for work. This is where the capsule wardrobe comes in. If you've never heard of a capsule wardrobe, I'm not going to get too into it. But basically, it's where you have a very small amount of things so that you have less to choose from when you get dressed in the morning. I never have to think about what I'm going to wear Mm -hmm. because I just cycle through my graphic tees. Right. And I grab from the right and I move them to the left I grab from oh, the right. Oh, you're very systematic. Okay. Yes. And that's how all my closet is. So yeah. my tank tops are like that too. Mm-hmm. So I go, okay, so these tank tops on the right are the ones I haven't used. And I don't necessarily grab the one, the farthest right. If I'm really yeah. feeling the second from the right. Okay. You know, I give myself some flexibility. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah you but do I get to decide. I always move it farthest to the left when I'm yeah. done with it. Oh, okay, that's really interesting. And okay, so that cool. makes me well aware of what I haven't worn the most, like what yeah. what's been the longest since I've worn it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so then I'm like, okay, well maybe it's that's just a, time to that's do that. A super cool system. And yeah. then when I when I wake up in the morning, I don't have to fiddle around with what do I feel like wearing today? Mm-hmm. Because I always know, I always know it's going to be a graphic t-shirt and I always know it's going to be the one furthest to the right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever hmm. that one is. Okay. That's super cool because, uh, as someone, so my wardrobe, I say, I would say is smaller than most and probably smaller than most of my peers, but I still feel like I have a lot of stuff and I, I kind of blame it a little bit on the fact because I have to wear Business casual at work, right? So, I have to wear like dress clothes, Mm -hmm. which I don't wear in my personal life. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I kind of have like my more athletic based clothes that I wear to work out and also that kind of like mix into my casual. And then I have like my you know nice casual jeans and a nice shirt for more like social stuff.
0: I have two
1: athletic outfits one
0: is in a pile next to the door of my room so that I can just go grab it in the morning to go to the gym. Yeah. The other one is in my rock climbing bag because I usually have to change from there.
1: Okay. And that's then, it. that's do all... you, like, not sweat or get sweaty? Well, Yeah, or, like, but gross? the only
0: time I'm going to wear these clothes is when I'm sweating in them. So what do I care if they're a little bit dirty
1: the next time I put them on? Okay, that's fair. And then, but then how does your laundry schedule. For. Okay, so let's talk I, about okay, Mega I, and laundry. I mostly, yeah, because I, so I'm just, like, a very sweaty person. See, I will <laughs> and admit so, I'm fairly uh, fortunate. You're probably dying in here. Yeah, um, I'm hot. I mean, I'm, like, I'm fine, but when I work out, like, it literally looks like I just got out of the shower. Okay. Like, so for me to wear those clothes, like, a, like, maybe I can get away with, like, one other time, but, like, it. And this is where your minimalism
0: (laughs) and my minimalism are not going to match up. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't really have that problem. Yeah. I am very fortunate and I think that's why I had such an easy time finding waste-free deodorant as well. Oh, okay. But I don't sweat. It takes a lot to get me to sweat. I sweat more when it's 35 degrees out than I do going for a 5-kilometer run. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not a sweaty person and I'm sorry that i am blessed
1: yeah sorry <laughs> not sorry yeah sorry not sorry um <laughs> which yeah which totally makes sense but okay that's so, cool so let's go back to laundry let's go back so to laundry i only wash clothes that are dirty oh yes i am also a big advocate of this like i will wear the same clothes like right. for example my casual clothes like not so much my workout clothes because I'm sorry. yeah, and you so, know that's the thing. But like if I'm wearing jeans, like I will wear my like I can't I can't even count how many times I'll wear my jeans like until like obviously they're dirty. it's and then, actually bad for your jeans to wash them, right? You're, you're
0: only supposed to wash them like It's bad for your clothes to wash them that much. you know the yeah. hardest thing on your clothes is washing it?
1: yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, totally. So,
0: uh, and we're when, not as
1: gross as we all think we are. We're like, oh, if you, if you wear a t-shirt once, you should wash it. Like, not really. No. Like, and I don't. No. If I spill spaghetti
0: sauce in my shirt, <laughs> yeah, it's going in the laundry. Yeah. But if I have worn it to work and it managed to get through the day without getting covered in grease, then mm-hmm. it just goes back in the closet.
1: Yeah. Then, it, yeah, that's perfect. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I
0: do one load of laundry every three weeks. Because I have three weeks worth of underwear,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and when I run, and I I don't rewear my underwear.
1: <laughs> so when yeah, <laughs> pro tip: don't rewear your underwear. <laughs> Turning it inside out is not an option. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I I've heard that so many times, and I'm like, I just don't. I just you could just get no, just no, not for <laughs> me, not for me. So I
0: bought myself three weeks worth of underwear that I like. I, I found an underwear
1: that I really like that is mm-hmm. comfortable. And I bought myself... Do you have 27 or 21 pairs of the exact same underwear?
0: See, I got That's what.
1: I got underwear
0: with fun pictures on them. So I have... Ooh, okay. I have 21 pairs of the same underwear with different images on them. Okay, I'm also very into that. Once you find something that you like, yeah. like stick to it. What's the so point? I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. I'm like, oh, today I'm wearing sushi ones. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow might be unicorns. Maybe it'll be bees. I have bicycle ones too. They're just... Okay, so fun. Yeah. okay. I do like that. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so the few other things that get thrown into my dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. So I generally do wash my uh, workout clothes, if not every time, every other time. Mm -hmm.
1: So that's amazing. Oh my goodness. That is actually amazing.
0: (laughs) And so I do one load of laundry every three weeks.
1: Yeah. That's
0: it. Gotcha. And only... Half of that gets put into the dryer for a very short period of time because there's only a few things that we just we don't have a yard, so we don't really have anywhere to hang them like a clothesline. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so we do hang stuff in the bathroom with the fan on. Yeah, but there's mm-hmm. only so much space. Yeah, we have like these mesh shelving units that fold up,
1: mm-hmm. stick in the closet, mm-hmm. we have two of
0: those. Yeah, so that takes up the entire shower. Yeah. And then that's that's all the space we have to hang. So if it doesn't fit in there, so I hang dry all my graphic tees. because yeah. it's better for them, and I hang dry. All my I underwear. I was gonna say I
1: do the same. The only thing that I struggle with, and like we dry, we live in a climate it is so dry. Like it is so dry. Things can dry so fast. Yeah, in Alberta. it's not bad. Like. It literally, it's like overnight and things usually dry. I don't, I don't dry it, for the back in Nanaimo, it would have been as easy to do now No. <laughs> um, so yeah, the but only thing that I... I'd have to say that I have never
0: used dryer sheets when I lived in Nanaimo. Uh-huh. I was yeah. like, why does anyone need dryer sheets? What a waste of money and... and... Garbage. <laughs> oh, because of the static. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But well, then that's I moved fair. here and I threw things in the dryer and I'm like, like getting oh shocked and it's all gosh. sticking
1: to me and I'm like, what is this? It's actually, just painful. Yeah. I um the only things that I really put in the dryer are like things that get like towels. I find like towels yes. are a tough one, right? Because you just want to get that like you don't want them to be Unless- crunchy. Or like, you know, not crunchy, but if they are in, if they're
0: outside and they can get wind blowing them while we're drying, Mm. they're not bad. Yeah. Right. But they
1: do fade with the sun, which is an issue if you care. Also, um, sun bleaching is a very real thing. Like if you have stains or like stuff on like white things that you want to get whiter. So for your reusable pads, if you want to get those blood stains out, put it in the sun. Yeah. Just, you know, sidebar. We can talk about reusable pads on another day. But sun bleaching <laughs> is really great. Okay, so that's that is really cool. And I think that like it's interesting because I I have a lot of friends who are, I would say, the stereotypical, you know, young woman who has like a million different outfits and tops or whatever. Uh yeah, so we you know, we would like go out for drinks or something and they'd be like, Oh my goodness, what am I gonna wear? And <laughs> yeah, it would be you know, like, this, i mean like have whole three big three outfits for yes <laughs> it would be this whole big thing um and i have always kind of uh i guess had the mentality that if i if i am going to buy a piece of clothing or if i am going to buy something i'm going to buy it of uh a good quality that i know is gonna last me a really long time uh-huh. so i have a shirt that i've had for like oh my goodness almost 10 years probably the 10 belt years that I have is yeah. the same
0: one I wore in high school. And by the way, that's yeah. 15 years ago.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, if you get these items and you, um, if you kind of invest, like I have a white shirt that has lasted me through my university life. Like that is insane. <laughs> and I'm a big advocate as well for. Uh, I always joke that I have like one summer outfit. Like, I have one outfit a season that I'll like wear out that will be like my nice outfit. Yeah. So I'll like get one outfit, and like this summer it was like jean shorts and bodysuit or whatever. I don't and know, I just Emily, wore that, that. Sounds pretty minimalistic. <laughs> and then I just wore that. All the time, and I would always joke with my friends, like, "Oh, I've got my one summer outfit on! Like, here we're going!" Because I, I fundamentally didn't, don't see the point of.
0: And how many that people harp on you for wearing the same thing?
1: Never. Never. Never
0: once. No one cares. Never once.
1: No one gives a damn what you're wearing. Yeah. Or like my other. Uh, yeah. Anyways. It's just, it bothers me so much. Have you ever been to, for example, like weddings and people are like, oh, you can't wear the same dress to more than one wedding. Have you ever heard that before? I've been to one wedding, I think. No, two. Okay, so you, you, you haven't. <laughs> okay, well, this was, um, I grew up in a small oh, community. Three. Okay, you've been to three Holy weddings. crap, I've been to three. <laughs> okay, well, I grew up in a small community where kind of everyone knows everyone and people have these big weddings and like it's kind of interesting because um, like I I've gone to a lot of weddings. I've gone to a lot of wedding parties just because it's in small communities. It's kind of like, come one, come all, like the more the merrier for the Mm -hmm. most part. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, going to these weddings, people would be like, Oh, well, like I couldn't possibly wear the same dress to more than one wedding, but like no one remembers. And so, yeah, I have like one wedding outfit. Guys, I so how many, how many suits
0: does your partner have?
1: I have no idea. One, I guess. Yeah, I don't right? know. I would, I would guess one, maybe like two because he probably still has like his high school graduation suit that probably doesn't fit him anymore.
0: Mm-hmm, that's <laughs> a little awkward. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, I think my partner also has two. Yeah. Maybe one of which is burgundy. And so I have a burgundy dress. And so that's like our thing is like when we do have to go to a wedding.
1: Yeah, you just wear a burgundy. You we
0: wear burgundy as a matching couple. That's perfect. <laughs> there you go. Because we're nerdy like Boom. that. Boom. Yeah. So that's... I have like the one dress and it's very, it's just a solid color, very simple. Uh, and it does the job.
1: Yeah. And there you go. Like
0: the twice a year I wear a dress,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing that I wanted to ask you about. Because you had mentioned that you aren't sentimental. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't have sentimental items. Um, so I wanted to talk a little <laughs> bit about that in minimalism. Because in okay. minimalism, you don't have a lot of sentimental things, right? Uh, or you, you
0: can. Okay, so I mean, going back to the minimalists, they have this phrase that I actually really like. If everything is special, nothing is special. Or like, you can go back to the Incredibles, <laughs> if everyone's super, nobody's super. Yeah. Right? But if everything is special, nothing is special. So I I wouldn't say there's nothing in my house that I don't have some sort of sentimental attachment to, but I also, I don't get attached in a lot of the same ways that other people do. Now, here's a good example, and I will fully expect hate mail from this. <laughs>
1: We will so, share our email at the end of this podcast <laughs> for
0: you to I want to get rid of my father's ashes.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So this, so, yes. This. Because they
0: sit in a box on the shelf and they don't do anything. And I don't look at them and I don't care that they're there. I don't feel like my father is any closer to me because he's in a box. I'm, like, honestly, I just kind of feel it's like... Not it's not your thing. It's yeah. a waste. Why is it there? But... But I know that my sister would kill me. It, it's for me and not for her. And I'm holding on to it for her. And I'm well aware
1: of that. And so I am on the verge of getting rid of them.
0: Okay. Which will probably happen
1: sometime in the near future. Could you like... In all honesty. Like, I'm just trying to think of solutions. Um, would you be able to like scatter them somewhere nicely? Like as a family? I don't know. Well, know not. We, we
0: took half of them and did do that. And then we all six kids got a little piece.
1: Oh, okay. So all of your siblings have their own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, this this makes more sense. I thought that you were like the keeper. Of oh goodness, no, no. And, no, I... if that was and you the were case. like, I'm done with these. <laughs> See you later. If that were the case, I would
0: definitely give them to my sister. Okay. Because okay. she is the one who is most attached. To right, that kind right. of okay, that kind of thing.
1: Okay, well then, in that case, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm on your side. I'm, yeah,
0: I'm all so for it. The if, other thing is, I found recently is a painting my father did when he was in high school. Uh huh. Why do I have this? It's not. But it's not a nice painting.
1: You don't. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe that's the deciding factor. Like, it's not something that you're interested in. Right.
0: It's not something I would hang on my wall. Yeah. Okay. So it's just there because I know that at some point my father painted it. Yeah. So that I am sending to my sister.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because
0: as she, she might want it. She she will want it. Yeah. She will keep that and she will stash mm-hmm. it and, and cherish it forever. Right. And she will show her son when he's older. She's like, look, your grandpa painted this. Yeah. Okay. Before you were born. Mm-hmm. And
1: she'll she'll love that. She'll eat that up yeah um, okay okay that makes sense I am I yeah I'm glad yeah. that you weren't just gonna get rid of your father's ashes without telling anyone <laughs> no I'm not gonna <laughs> just like throw them in the garbage I was like is biz a monster <laughs> <laughs> this
0: looks sick.
1: like I fully expect the hay bale to like come out. No, me okay because... but this this makes sense that um yeah every like every member of your family has their own right uh, yeah okay that makes that makes sense to me okay know. Gotcha. See, I and I'm someone with sentimental. I would say I'm getting a lot better, but when I was growing up, uh, I kept a lot of stuff, um, and so I lived in the same house, like from birth until I was like my parents sold the farmhouse maybe like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, less than that. It was four, three. Three years ago. Anyways, it was fairly recently. And so that was kind of my main place of residence. And we had a lot of space. It's like a big bungalow. I also, like, for some reason growing up, thought that these things would be important to me. So I kept, like, rubbermaid tubs full of stuff of, like... Mm -hmm. You know, I had... Like, Emily had, like, three tubs, and my sisters all had tubs of, like, memorabilia or whatever. And when my parents sold the farmhouse, they were like, all right, like you guys don't even live here anymore. Like, come on, clean your stuff out. Right. Which was fine. And so at that time I was moving into an apartment in Edmonton and I was like, okay, great. I'll like take all this stuff and I'll like go through it never went through it (laughs) until I had to move again three months ago. Mm. And so I had these totes full of stuff, which was absolutely hilarious. I kept every single report card that I had ever gotten, which is just like absolutely embarrassing. Um, and I was not an artistically, uh, gifted child. I would say I flourish more in, uh, the math and science and um not the drawing or uh yeah art side of things and i had kept these like horrible horrible art projects (laughs) that like for some reason i was like oh yeah i'm gonna want this like no emily you do not want this yeah
0: on the on the subject of keeping like papers and stuff photos are something we don't have any photos in our house
1: you don't have any photos. We have
0: no photos in our house. There are zero photos on our walls anywhere.
1: Like, you have nothing hanging? Like, do you, like we have no photos. Three years ago,
0: I still had okay. a box of photos that I had uh-huh. moved with me a few times and still hadn't opened. And uh-huh. I decided... You didn't I, even open it? I didn't open it. I just got rid of them.
1: <sighs> oh,
0: I have goodness. zero photos in my entire house.
1: Okay, so you just don't have photos. That's just not important to you. Just don't have photos. Okay. All right, okay, also something that I so I do have boxes of photos and actually, um, if we that's one of my projects is going to be um, putting them into photo books because like I said, when I moved, I do have like a box of photos mm-hmm. that I from, you know, My past that I would like to put into into photos. That being said, I agree having them sit in a box like is not beneficial to me. But I do get enjoyment and joy from going through those photos, and I know that my parents do as well.
0: Yeah, and see, I didn't go through them through Uh probably four or five moves. Mm. Now, granted, four of those moves were in the same year. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a good year. Gotcha, but. At least one move before that. And the last move, which I have now been in that place for four years. Mm-hmm. And, well, I guess this was a few years ago that I finally got rid of this box. Yeah. But, yeah, I was like, you yeah, know, I'm not going to open it. Okay. It hasn't given me any reason to dig through there at this point. I don't feel well, like any point. To, yeah, what's yeah. yeah. the point going through that? Hmm, okay. I don't feel like the photos make my memories any less important mm-hmm. or more important, I guess. hmm I,
1: do you just have a really good memory then? <laughs> Cause I, I have, think the, important I have a thing pretty is bad memory.
0: <laughs> I think the the best times were the times where you were so involved in the moment that you didn't take pictures anyway.
1: Oh yeah. I'm, I'm a terrible photo taker. I was going to say most of, most of the photos that I do have are from other people of kind of events. Um, Of certain things, like for example, I just went on an overnight hike, and one of my good friends is like a photographer of sorts. And so she took a whole bunch of pictures and then shared the album online with me. And yeah, and so, like, one of my plans now is I'm like, oh, I would really like to, you know, every. Uh, this is like another project of mine, and maybe this is not minimalistic at all. But every year, I would like to, you know, like actually put them in a photo book and like put them somewhere that, like, yeah. And I, have, see, I think that's which why is I, very different. I think that's from, why I
0: had that box of photos was yeah, that was the original to do something. intention, and it just never was high enough on my priority list. Oh, mm. let's talk about priority lists. So here's the thing about to do lists and how we get that into to minimalism. For me, what I do is I kind of just pick my top 10. Okay. Right? So like, not every day, but every day that I'm kind of like ready to attack
1: to-dos, mm-hmm.
0: I pick my top 10.
1: Okay. So and you don't... I write
0: them down. huh. And if I don't get them all done, I don't get them all done because I prioritize. Yeah. And then I scrap that list and make a new top 10 the next time Right. because you can't do everything. You simply cannot. So, stressing yourself out <gasps> okay. about
1: not getting them all done <laughs> yeah. is not going to help you. You're telling this to someone who has a rolling to-do list for like the last however long. But at the same time, I do prioritize. I mean, there's like literal things that I actually have to do that, like, they're not urgent, but like, yeah, yeah I and do that, it. And that
0: that number may fluctuate yeah. from mm-hmm. ten because sometimes, yeah, there are right. things where. They are, you have to's Mm -hmm. and you can, you can sort them between the have tos, the should do's and Mm -hmm. the want to's. Oh yes. Right. Yeah. If you do this and you prioritize and you realize that you always end up with the same things at the bottom of the list. Over and over again. Again.
1: Yeah. Maybe you just don't need to do that. Maybe you just don't need to do those things. That's, that's really fair. Okay. Because one of my like ongoing jokes during COVID was, um, like yeah if you still have a whole bunch of projects to do and it's been like you know four months into COVID like maybe they're just not gonna get done like maybe maybe you should just give up <laughs> which hey, I did I have given give up a lot of projects let's not use give up let's let's use let okay, go okay let go you're right let, let it go. go of that's very don't, true don't start singing let it go. no <laughs> <do> I <it. laughs> okay okay and one other sense. thing that i would love to touch on is yeah. trinkets and toys Ugh, I hate, trinkets. I hate trinkets or like memorabilia like things um like trade shows you like know when souvenirs you a, yeah yeah okay except for this is like my favorite idea ever for souvenirs i i always used to feel kind of um yeah, passionate about not wanting to get souvenirs or, like, not wanting to get things. But then also kind of feeling, like, a little sad that, like... Like, I don't know why. I just was like, oh, it would be nice to have something to remember this, like, when for I For yourself. Yeah, for myself. Okay. And so my favorite thing to do, and I learned this from some of my friends, is that get something that has a purpose. So um, Christmas ornaments is a really great thing that if, if you, like... Like, for me, I'm, I don't have any Christmas ornaments because, like, I just don't really have any. But I'm like, oh, that's, like, a nice thing that is not, I don't know, like, useless to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it has a purpose in my home one time of year. And it's also, like, nice when I'm decorating my tree to be able to remember that. That being said, am I going to go out and buy, like, 100 Christmas ornaments from every place I go? No. So, I can touch on
0: Christmas when it comes to minimalism. Mm-hmm. We have a tree mm-hmm. and two stockings. Mm-hmm. That's our decorations. Yeah. That's our minimalist decorations.
1: hmm Which I'm also into. Yeah. I'm also into holiday cheer though. So
0: no. Nope. We have the tree skirt. It's got that goes around the bottom of the tree.
1: And yeah. the two stockings. And
0: the tree skirt matches the stockings. And there you go. They're all purple. Yeah. Because purple Okay, so then you don't have any ornaments. We do have ornaments. Oh, okay. That's what I The tree? The tree skirt. Yeah. And that's
1: stockings. what you're saying.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm into There's that. no garland everywhere. There's yeah. no like different Place mats on the table. There's no room yeah. on the door.
1: Okay, I'm also a big point of, uh, I'm an advocate for this as well because I think, yeah, it just is a It takes up less space and
0: storage the rest of the year.
1: Yeah.
0: Usually around the first or shortly thereafter. We spend the evening playing Christmas carols and putting up the tree the, and decorating the tree. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that's it, that. it's that? It's easy. It's simple. It's a tradition mm-hmm. that we do. and But we don't need to get complicated with it. Just the tree. Yeah. And then we need the stockings because we don't really want lots of gifts. So we just kind of fill stockings mm-hmm. with things like coffee and
1: soap. Yeah, like usable things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. This year, I am asking Very everybody cool. for Christmas for bar soap. For bar soap. Oh, like, that is an excellent Christmas yeah. gift. It's a fail-safe. Because A, I'll get fancier soap because I would never go and
0: spend $12 on a bar of soap. But if you ask for soap for Christmas,
1: yeah, people, people are totally like, nice
0: they're like, well, it's a Christmas present. I got to like splurge a little yeah. bit. $12 mm-hmm.
1: is not an expensive gift, but it's an expensive bar of soap, right? <laughs> yeah. As someone who got like five bars of soap last Christmas, like I never buy soap because it's just like... Right?
0: And then I never have yeah. to buy soap. Yeah. Because I'm mm-hmm. set. Yeah. I love it. That's it that's gift. my
1: That's my strategy this year.
0: To try to not get a bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Soap. <laughs> soap. Soap. <laughs> Adding, adding mental note to Biz's Christmas list. Soap. So trinkets and back to trinkets oh, and trinkets toys. Oh, trinkets and toys.
0: So I love Star Trek, which we kind of touched on our yeah. last podcast together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I remember. I have a problem with people buying me Star Trek stuff. Uh-huh. People constantly like to give me toys, Star Trek toys. Okay. And I just get rid of them. But I will say that I love my Star Trek themed functional things. They Mm. just kind of make me smile when I use them. Right. So one of the things that I have and I spent way too much money on (laughs) Uh because it was Star Trek. Okay. Is there's these little, I don't know, there's these little dolls that are made out of like spools for you to wrap your quilt binding around to keep it.
1: Organized and straight while you're sewing with it. Okay, this is a very niche thing that very I have niche no idea thing. what it is. Okay, <laughs> I will
0: post pictures. Okay. <laughs> of Worf and McCoy. Okay, <laughs> and but it's functional. But it's functional. Yeah, and I do use them when mm-hmm. I need them, and I love that they are Warf and
1: McCoy. And I just okay, I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I do love functional that. things.
0: So I love that I can have Star Trek themed things that I use but the set of four dolls that a friend gave me that are just dolls they're gone they went away because yeah you don't need them what do I need that for yeah and I don't have decorative things I don't have figurines Mm -hmm. I do have art on my walls yeah but that's also partly because if you don't have art on your walls your house echoes But I do have, like, this collection of art that is in my sewing room. So the one wall is kind of all these little minis.
1: Okay. Because
0: they're just collecting Mm -hmm. on the wall and they're growing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think, well, for me, at least, it's important to have items in my home that I do love and that I like a lot. But not having too many of them because I hate clutter. Right. Okay. Okay. So I think it's
0: really ironic that our minimalist episode is our (laughs) longest
1: one yet. That is very ironic. Are we going to do wine, cheese, and dessert? Quickly, because we're way over time. We're way over time. Okay. So my (laughs) biggest, uh, the thing that I dislike most, uh, specific tools that only have like one purpose. And so we talked about this and more so like those niche things that you can't do with anything else. So are for you talking example about
0: your avocado. Tool? Yes, okay. So I do not
1: have an avocado tool, but like if you walk into, you know, any kitchen store or crate and barrel or you know, bed bath and beyond or whatever, there's all these tools that are like, Oh my goodness, how could you ever have possibly cut an avocado before or like sliced a banana? Oh. Slices bananas. Okay, so there's literally a tool that like it's shaped like a banana, and it's like a like a wire cutter, and so it will like you just like put your banana in it, and then you like push it down, and then it like oh that's it's just strong. perfectly sliced bananas. Um, so there's all these tools <laughs> that like absolutely drive me nuts, um, and I just think <laughs> like like are there people who just have drawers and drawers full of these tools that are like oh well I. Bought an avocado. I guess I'm gonna have to buy a tool to use it instead of just using a knife and a spoon and like things that you already have in your kitchen. And so that's my big wine because I think that those are all ridiculous and (laughs) completely unnecessary. And it's just like, you know, Emily is raging. Society's way of getting you to buy more stuff that you don't need. And uh, okay. Anyways, I'm very passionate about this apparently. (laughs) But my cheese is minimalism it is the least that we can do right (laughs) and so i just want everyone to think about that when they're looking at that avocado tool at the store and uh not buy it because you don't need it and that's an extra thing in your life that will not bring you any joy you can just use a knife
0: Feel like we can just talk about minimalism again sometime.
1: <laughs> we really should. Anyway, talk about minimalism forever. So that's my wine, cheese. And the dessert is, is that you don't need that in your life. So just don't get it. And your life will be simpler. <laughs> that, You're wasn't well a, that
0: wasn't a very personal dessert. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but um, I do not have, a, I eat a lot of avocados and I don't have an avocado tool in my life. Have you ever carved one of the pits into something pretty? No, I have not. You need to Google avocado pit art. I had no idea. Okay. Okay. That's your homework. (laughs) Okay. That will be my dessert. (laughs)
0: So my wine and dessert are kind of linked. So it's sort of like this love-hate thing that I dealt with last night. Yesterday was stupid hot.
1: Yeah. Like hottest
0: day. Yeah. It was like the hottest day so far this year, I think. Mm -hmm. And we went and had wings on a patio at a pub and it was really hot and we didn't have an umbrella. And so I was really gross and sweaty by the time I got home. Mm Mm-hmm. Few times. for the first time yeah every okay, time all I, summer, i was literally like oh god something's tickling me what is this
1: liquid <laughs> <laughs> what is this coming out of my skin <laughs> anyway
0: <laughs> so i got home and i like took my bra off and it yeah. was soaked and uh-huh. i'm sorry if this is a little too personal for you guys but i was like was oh podcast. no this is my favorite bra uh-huh. now i have to wear one of the shitty bras tomorrow and, and you're like, so three what is to I- laundry
1: day. So what I did I do? Uh-huh. I made myself a bra last night. Oh, that's amazing. Wait, you just like sewed yourself up one? I sewed myself a bra.
0: Now I have an another physiological advantage that I don't have a lot going on in the rack department. <laughs> For lack of a better term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's, there's not much there. So I don't really need a lot of structure to wear mm-hmm. bras. My favorite bras are just like cotton. They're basically like bra- training bra-less. bras. Yeah. Bralettes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of thing. They're more comfortable. And I actually really hate not wearing a bra. I don't understand why people love...
1: Okay, a bra Also elevator. very personal. I love not wearing a bra, so yeah. like I'm wearing a bra right now. Biz just checked. <laughs> I could see her look. She was like, "Wait, um, <laughs> um, I I'm am totally a bra. not giving you the elevator." Come on <laughs> um, but yeah, different
0: different shirts for different folks. Like, I was just curious what kind it was.
1: Yeah, Sporty so I I wear nice. sp- uh, mostly sports bras, but yeah. uh, I wear similar bras. I would say to you for the most part because. I dislike wearing a bra and wearing like light bras are. I just find the like best for but the depends. little amount that I have to support.
0: Mm-hmm. It just seems ridiculous to have this like giant thing. Giant cage
1: <laughs> on me. A ca- cage is a really good, you know what, that really, <laughs> really makes a lot of sense. It really ties to uh, a lot of things with women and us having to wear okay. cages on our bodies. So but. the wine is mm-hmm.
0: that I was having issues with my cover stitch machine because I just don't use it that often because I don't really like sewing clothes that much. So I need more practice with it. Okay. And, and a cover so, stitch
1: machine is what you would use to make clothes.
0: Well, okay. Kind of. So a serger is what does the side seam on your t-shirt. Uh huh. A cover stitch machine does the hem on your t-shirt. Okay. They're different machines.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I have both, of, I had both of those out last night and the sewing machine. You were getting into it. So I had three machines going at the same time. Yeah. The dessert is I'm wearing it. Oh. It's functional. Uh-huh. So that was kind of like, yeah, look at me. The, the line is it doesn't look very good because there's a few skip stitches and
1: I'm not very good with the cover stitch machine yet. It's like a potato sack underneath your clothes? No. No, it's all right. <laughs> that was just a joke because you're like, what? it doesn't look that great. It's oh my goodness, right. you sewed that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my We're just goodness. each other our bra. Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's all right. Anyways, that's awesome. And I upcycled the clasp from an old bra. Mm-hmm. So the, the hook and eyes in the back are yeah. taken off an old bra and put onto mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. But I think I would just omit that and do a pullover. Okay. My cheese, I, I have kind of got stuck between two that I, I, I love both bring of them. It, bring it on. Okay. So the first one is if you feel that your cup is half full... Maybe you should get a new bra.
1: (laughs) That's pretty good. I like that. Mm.
0: And the other one is That's exactly how you felt yesterday.
1: (laughs) And so the other making a new bra.
0: The other one is those closest to your heart hurt you the most.
1: Mm. For example, the wire in your bra stabbing you in the chest. (laughs) Seriously. Oh underwires. Underwires are literal demons. Yeah. I'm Uh, kind of just Yeah, they're the worst anyway no longer something in my life <laughs> they didn't bring you any joy they didn't bring me any you joy you cut them out got rid of the underwear yeah box. over that perfect anyway thank you all so much for listening uh, if you guys have questions comments or would like us to dive into a topic that you are interested in uh, you can email us at becoming less at gmail.com feel free to email us we'd be super excited to get your emails yeah and if you
0: have something talk about it on the show mm-hmm. so love to hear from you be sure to follow us on instagram at becoming less pod and you can head over to BecomingLessPod.podbean.com for all the ways to connect and listen and to donate to sport waste production efforts here in edmonton alberta we hope
1: to have you back next time every day we can be a little less than we were yesterday